0: You are listening to The 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's Word and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that He's given us. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out at SOH.com. Church. If you're listening anywhere where you get your podcast, give a like, give a share, subscribe. You can download the Sound of Heaven app. That's a great place to listen to the podcast as well. As we continue through the Gospel of Matthew, we are in Matthew chapter 4. The last few days we have stayed in this uh, span of 11 verses, and we're going to close out (laughs) those 11 verses today. Seeing Jesus in the wilderness, uh, in a place where he is hungry, he is tempted. Uh, And that came right after he was acknowledged by God in the baptism in Matthew chapter 3. And the devil comes and tries to deter him from his path. And it is so critical when we get into the times of wilderness, what decisions that we make for our life. And if you remember, The devil first attacks his identity before every temptation. He says, if you are the son of God, if you are that big, if, and that's what happens a lot of times with us is that right before we go to make a big decision right before we get a temptation or we stand at a crossroads, what gets our attacked is our identity, especially our identity in God, because if we don't know who we are, or more importantly, we don't know who we are in the eyes of God, then we could certainly take missteps in the decisions that we make. Because God places incredible value in his children, just like he places incredible value, placed incredible value, expressed that to Jesus. Remember, he said, this is my son whom I love. In him I am well pleased. And a lot of times we walk around and we feel like we're not... Pleasing God. We feel like we're separated from God. We feel like we're not worthy. And our identity, when it's in that type of condition, can cause us to just throw up our hands and make some bad decisions. And the decisions that Jesus had to make were would he trust in God's provision? Remember, he's fasting and he's hungry. And the devil says, Turn these stones into bread. He says, man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And that's why knowing God's word is so important because we can go back to it. When our feelings say one thing, we have to know what God says. And the two places that we go first, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, but also he mapped out everything in his word so that we can go and we can see the heart of God. Next. Jesus is tempted to question the protection of God and the devil tries to get crafty and he uses Psalm 91 which is a psalm that is meant to reinforce our belief that God has our back and what the devil does is is he says go ahead jump off this mountain because the word says scripture says That he'll protect you lest you dash your foot against the stone, uh, quoting directly from Psalm 91. And then what does Jesus do? He says, it also says, don't tempt the Lord your God. And in both these cases, he's quoting back from the words of Moses. And the direct connection, or I would say a very, very strong comparison to what Jesus is going through, walking through the wilderness, walking through the desert, we can look back at the Israelites and all the good decisions that Jesus is making. We can see that they were decisions that the Israelites really struggled with. And that was the difference between 40 days in the wilderness, Jesus, or 40 years in the wilderness, the Israelites. I don't know about you, but I want to get out of the wilderness as quickly as possible. I want to learn what I need to learn and move on. I, want, I don't want to have any more delay in my life. I want to get to the places that God would have for me. I want to get to the promised land in my life. If you can agree, just say amen. But to do that, we need to trust God. We need to follow him. Because his ways are not our ways. His ways are better than our ways. And I'm speaking for myself. My way has rarely worked. But anytime I've put my trust and my focus in God, not saying it was the easiest decision. As a matter of fact, sometimes that decision is harder. But most right decisions have alternatives that seem easier but lead To destruction. Actually, scripture tells us that there's a path that seems right because it's how you feel, but it leads to destruction. No more destruction in our life. Amen. Amen. So, we are going to continue with the third temptation that Jesus faced. We're going to start here with verse eight, the third and final temptation. In this instance, the devil attacked Jesus going through. Scripture says that he was tempted with everything that you and I could ever be tempted with, but he never fell. And you say, well, I can't live up to that standard. That's okay. Jesus already did. He walked that walk. So he's always our example. He's the epitome of what we should strive for, but he's also God fully in the flesh. He's the, everything that we could ever know about God, we find in Jesus. So the devil, once again, verse 8 says, The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Verse 9, All this I will give to you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. So the devil takes him up and shows him everything. Shows him all the kingdoms of the world, all the riches, all the things that he could have if he would just bow down and worship Satan. And the the comedy here, if there is any, if I could use that word, is that everything is God's anyway. So he would have settled for something that he could possess. Jesus could have anything that he wanted. He was the creator of all things. But there's a very important lesson here. And Jesus goes right back to where he's been going. He goes right back to the scriptures. He goes right back to Deuteronomy. And he goes to Deuteronomy 6, 13. We read this already but Jesus goes right back to it. Says you shall fear only the Lord your God and you shall worship him and swear by his name. You should follow follow no other gods. Any of the gods the other people of the other people that surround you. And again in Jesus's words he says away from me Satan it is written worship the Lord your God and serve him only. He's quoting That exact scripture out of Deuteronomy, the letter that Moses wrote to the Israelites saying, Hey, wherever you go, don't worship the gods of the people, don't settle. Because this is exactly what would happen to the Israelites. They would be suffering and go from place to place. And whenever they would settle in a place, what would happen is, whenever they got a little bit comfortable, they would start to adopt. The practices of the regions. They would start to even lean in and worship the gods of those regions. Why? Because it was the comfortable thing to do. They were assimilating with the world around them. And what the devil is doing on that mountaintop is he's saying, look, you don't have to keep pursuing the path that you're pursuing. Jesus had a Very tough road for him, even after the wilderness. He had to go to the cross. He had to have his friends betray him. Again, this was a shift in his life where he had a road that he had to take. So I'm not promising you that outside of the wilderness, it's going to be easy. But Israel was tempted to go back to Egypt to their bondage because it was comfortable, but it was going to be complete bondage to them again. It was going to be slavery. And that's the decision that we all have to make because we have the opportunity in front of us to pursue everything that God has for us, or we have the opportunity to look at the potential riches of the world and say, you know what? I'm going to settle for this. And the mistake of settling in a place where God only intended for you, even, even if it's a place to be blessed for a season, the mistake is that you get complacent there and you suffer loss and you there is more time and there's more delay. And the closer that you get to the place that God has for you, The more offers you're going to have to settle, to partake of something that's going to pull you off the path. And just to put it simply, right? Some of us, you repair your credit, you get the pre-approvals in the mail. You're on a diet, somebody says, you're doing so good. Come on, you could have a piece of cake. Trust me, I I know. (laughs) This last 12 months, I've lost a lot and I've had a lot of folks... Many of who love me, I'm not comparing them to the devil, but but they said, oh, you're good. Come on. You could have, you could have a bowl of ice cream. I'm not saying I never did, but what I'm saying is, is that anytime that we settle and we take ourselves off the path, we delay and there's always the opportunity to pursue promotions and make more money to be adored by certain types of people. And I'm not saying every situation is bad, but does it detract from the calling on your life? So Jesus is shown all of the riches of the world. And he knows he knows it's all his. See, that's that's the issue that we deal with is that we, again, we begin to doubt God's provision in our life, especially when things get hard or things, it doesn't seem like things are moving or we're in the wilderness. Will God really provide? Will God really protect? Do I have to force? That was, that was the second temptation, right? Forcing the hand of God. Prove, prove it, God. If you love me, prove it. And that equated to the Israelites when they were thirsty. And after God did all that stuff for them, the second they just hit a little bit of discomfort, they start asking the question, is God even among us? Is God even with me? And we have to be honest with ourselves when it gets tough for us. Do we think that God just left? See, but when you know the word of God, And you know that it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is a promise of God over your life that He will never leave nor forsake you. So please don't take this the wrong way. But your feelings have no bearing on that scripture. He can feel a million miles away and He's not. He's right there with you. The question is do we have barriers? Do we have things in our life that are keeping us from really embracing that do we have distractions do we keep settling for all the riches of the world over what god has for us because the amazing thing is as we begin to study out at what god is going to lay out in in this these coming chapters what jesus is going to lay out as the kingdom of god And you realize that there is nothing that this world can offer that God cannot provide. But beyond that, just overflow into your life. And I'm not just talking about material possessions. Listen, we have some of the most famous, most rich people in the world. I wouldn't trade their life for mine for two seconds. And my life's not always easy, and I know yours isn't either what we need to seek is the peace and the gifts that God has, the things that God has for us and not get distracted. So my prayer for you, because the, the distraction here, the temptation here was to doubt God's plan and to settle for something else. And the, there's only a few reasons why people settle. One is that it looks like what's before them is better than what they have. And if you feel like that's the case, I promise you, then you don't fully know the fullness of what God has for your life. Because if you did, there's nothing that you could come across that you would say, wow, that's better than what God has for me. So I pray with all my heart and all my soul that God would just give you a hunger to pursue even that knowledge, knowing what he has for you. But you know also it, people settle simply because it's an easier road it's an easier road to settle i promise you you can pursue your calling or you can take the easy way out so there are going to be things that call you in your life and say hey you know you don't you, you can do this on your own You can accomplish this on your own, but it's so much better if you put God first. We're going to get into these next couple chapters, but when we get to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it's going to say, if you seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, everything else gets added to your life. Everything else gets added. There's more of an ease to it. I'm not saying things are going to be easy, but I do sure like the sound of things being added to my life instead of me having to scrap and fight for it or finally obtain things and get disappointed because the riches of this world are quite deceiving. They could be gone in an instant, but what God has for you, it's something that you can carry on forever. In this life and next. And you will be so fulfilled if you just resist the temptation of the devil. The temptation of your own mindset sometime to just say, I don't know if God's going to provide for me. I don't know if he'll protect me. I, I, I don't know if, if, if he's got a plan for me. I'm telling you right now. He will always provide. He'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus that he'll always protect you, that you are safe in the shadow of the almighty and that he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And sometimes it takes us being in the wilderness to really understand that. It takes a trying of our faith. But scripture tells us that the trying of our faith produces patience. And if we let patience have its perfect work, then what happens is we become strong, and, mature. and when we have the strength of faith in God, we lack nothing. Amen. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for this study. I thank you that we've walked with you through the wilderness. We're excited to continue studying out the ministry of Jesus. Lord God, I just pray that you give every single person within the sound of my voice peace to know that you will provide, that you will protect, and that you have a plan for their life. And I cancel every single distraction over their life, Lord God. Anything that would try to pull them from the path of following you. Because we know what you have for us is so much greater than what the world has for us. Amen. Amen. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church. You go and have an awesome, awesome day today. We are going to finish Matthew chapter 4 because we've got a little bit left in that. And I will see you tomorrow. Love you guys.